truth will set you free. One, two, three, four. Hello, guys, and welcome to Where Truth Lies. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm here with Martine. She is the founder of Femininity and Freedom. She's a coach. She offers feminine and union mentorship. She's pro-marriage, pro-masculinity, and pro feminine sovereignty how are you today martin hi kat i'm great i'm great i'm so excited to be here with you and to have just like a really deep chat about this Mm -hmm. thank you for inviting me oh my pleasure the thing i love the most about martin guys and if you're part of my instagram community then you'll see i've been giving little teasers but martin is so nuanced in how she not only sees truth, but then communicates it back to us. So today we're going to be talking about, it's a very hot topic at the moment. What is a high value woman? Mm. Um, yes. And it's just, it can take you in a million places, but Martine, let's start with you. When you hear what is a high value woman, where does your mind go? <laughs> it actually, funnily enough, it's a woman who is a responsible and mature, um, cultivated adult, a woman who is all those things. And those things all boil down to refinement. But refinement in itself also has some distortions when Mm -hmm. it comes from a place where we are using men, avoiding Mm -hmm. responsibility as women, and a truly high value man will be able to feel if you're using him mm-hmm. and the relationship won't mm-hmm. last. So it's actually impossible to um, end up with a high value man if you as a woman aren't mature, meaning you've not taken self-responsibility for what you need to heal. If you are not cultivated, meaning He can see through if you're using a strategy or if you really own and embody what you are being. You're not just acting. And if he can tell that, and here's a a nuance here, he can tell if you're a girl consciousness or if your consciousness is that of a woman, meaning a woman who's Mm -hmm. been initiated through certain rites of passage as a woman, uh, which are not what a lot of people think it is, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people think initiation into womanhood is losing your virginity or like getting married, you know, like, okay, Mm. let's talk about why that, why people think that. But an initiation to womanhood is um, that you become surrendered, right? You're a surrendered woman. You're a receptive woman. You are able to also simply enjoy being held by life itself. And that's what a high value man truly seeks out in a woman. Not what we know like in the jargon and in the, Mm. um, you know, what's (laughs) popular in the femininity space of Mm -hmm. the definition of connotation of high value. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, beautiful. So, I think my first question would be that I think a lot of listeners would have is when you talk about this sort of helplessness Mm. of like the 
the girl consciousness mm. and not taking responsibility? What does that look like? Like, how is that happening? Okay. So in the, let's talk about modern, modern dating, modern, like interacting of men and women. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are many tropes, right? That exist in our frame of reality. Like, that's why we have, oh, she's the smart girl. She's the kind of dumb blonde, you know, there, mm. she's the um, creative but mysterious, like library girl, like all of these, <laughs> all of these different tropes, right? They're tropes because they are, um, they are conditioned kind of like caricatures, embedded in our society that dictate what people think women are like okay Mm -hmm. you know so a woman has to kind of like encapsulate one of these tropes right Mm -hmm. unfortunately you know like when and women we sort of unconsciously um adopt tropes without you know like Mm -hmm if we're not cultivated in our maturity, if we're not discerning, if we have no awareness, like we can say or think or believe we're one of these tropes. And like mm. the trope of the damsel is what I call it, or the mm-hmm. archetype of the damsel um, is a common archetype that feminine or feminine, I should put air quotes there, women believe that they embody. And this Mm -hmm. type of helpless, needy, um, codependent, really, archetype um, is a woman who hasn't taken self-responsibility. So let's say Mm -hmm. she has, one of the ways I work with women is to heal their perception of the masculine. So when I talk about the masculine, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking about a collective masculine. So God, her view of reality. Um, her view of men who are our our experience of a um, three-dimensional like masculine like right in front Mm -hmm. of us and that includes her father and any other male human beings that she um, experiences in her life and then also masculine principles so principles that will shape her that will contain her and that will allow her to carry out the responsibility that she has to cultivate within herself. So like discipline is a masculine Mm -hmm. principle. Um, Mm -hmm. Responsibility is a masculine principle. Um, Ownership is a masculine principle. So all of these are cultivated in a woman so that she doesn't appear needy towards, um, so like, let's say, I see some distortions um, being taught to women about how to be feminine. One of Mm -hmm. them is you should submit to all men. Mm. Wait a minute. Okay. In, in my teaching and how I teach. So I am actually a, um, my lineage is a believer in Christ. So I believe in Jesus Christ. I practice his way. I follow his teachings and one of the teachings that Jesus, and that you don't have to be a Christian to even believe this. You just have to hear it and know that it applies to everybody. So he mm-hmm. says, 
love one another, and do unto others what you would have them do unto you. And so if a woman, because she says, oh, you know, so submitting to all men means I can get my needs met, right? Mm. She's not coming from a place of getting her needs met. She's coming a place that is a distorted feminine template. And that can bring out also a part in a man that is not very desirable, which is predatory, you know, kind of um, lurching on a taking type mm. of persona where he knows, oh, so this woman is submitted to me. Therefore, unconsciously, he's thinking I can take what I need from her. You know, men, mm -hmm. they, they know that the feminine, like energetic, the feminine fuel, the feminine, the feel of a woman and the presence of a woman that builds him up. And so mm -hmm. like women who don't understand that will let, for, in for instance, men sleep with them without claiming them, marrying them. Mm -hmm. Women mm -hmm. who don't understand that, who feel like, oh, I need to look like I depend on him, right? Mm -hmm. Can let a man take advantage of her, string her along for mm -hmm. years as a girlfriend and never claiming her in commitment in marriage, right? So here's the thing, like women need to stop using men to feel like they are special or that they mm -hmm. are, um, what's this, that they are um, kind of like serving, serving this taking this predatory mechanism in men. And I know I'm sounding like some kind of feminist here. But this is actually rooted, <laughs> Makes sense. rooted in our um, psychology and our biology. Like mm -hmm. a healthy woman, a healthy woman knows that she is not needy, but she is complementary. She knows that she mm -hmm. has certain qualities and gifts and that a man has complementing qualities and gifts. And that mm -hmm. if we contribute to each other right then what's formed is this kind of like yummy delicious excitement between mm -hmm. the two of us i like to call that the polarity like the natural po polarity that i believe god designed like human beings to have so that they could explore that they could come together through that and they could mm -hmm. essentially sustain the human race mm -hmm. through that, right? Yeah. So that's the only way like we need each other. It mm -hmm. is in recognizing that, oh, my capacity to like be, be a woman or for a man to be a man has these certain traits. And then when I find like my reciprocal, you know, like that person that I can have this beautiful, like, um, service oriented, um, non-transactional relationship with, then mm -hmm. I'm not in neediest, but I'm embodying like a purpose. So we mm -hmm. have to decide, like, we can't force or fake this. We can't use like 
strategies and get him to do this and get him to do that. You know, sometimes we go on YouTube and you see a lot of videos about how to be feminine and it says like, uh, get this, do that, <laughs> um, try this. Um, it's very, very different because that's needy when you have mm -hmm. to do those things rather than embody this, like cultivate this quality, like heal these wounds and radiate the healing that you have mm -hmm. integrated within your body, within your mind, within your being. Mm -hmm. That's how a woman anchors in the masculine that is God, the masculine that is her values first, versus depending like on a man to give it to her. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, yeah. I understand. Thank you. So I'm, I sort of see a similar thing. I think it's hard not to see it is that the distorted side or the disintegrated side of femininity is seeking safety in a man. And without that, she feels completely, mm. you know, like chaotic and, oh, right. Um, and it's, it's not difficult to see why that happens mm. because there is so many wounded, well, I mean, we're in a fallen world, but wounded masculine, wounded feminine. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and we haven't learned how to cultivate this inner safety, which when you talk about healing the perception of the masculine, is this something that plays into cultivating the, that emotional safety in women first? Yeah, and, and we, we know that women need safety and security mm. from how humans have evolved. So the way I teach women is I teach them that we are human, and, you know, like that mm -hmm. we have biological and psychological preferences that our DNA mm -hmm. has wired us to be, for us to be women. So, for instance, mm -hmm. women are wired for safety and security because, and, and we, you can look at any race lineage for this, women have always been protected. Men mm -hmm. have always gone to war, you know. Men were sent to be able to fight, to hunt, and to kill, right? Mm -hmm. Not kill other men, obviously, but defend the tribe, kill mm -hmm. um, and hunt for food. Um, and these were rites of passage that men needed to show that they were protectors and providers of the mm -hmm. women and the children, mm -hmm. right? So <laughs> it's not unusual or unworthy or um how shall i say it a woman shouldn't feel bad to want to be secure to want to be protected mm -hmm. and provided for um it's natural it's like a god-given mechanism in our dna to look for that because mm -hmm. we have carried the progeny we mm -hmm. we have the wombs we have the biology to carry on mm -hmm. the race, right? And so that interplays into our conscious reality. So of course our DNA like is is ancient. And it's mm -hmm. DNA doesn't doesn't change with ideologies and um, ideas like, you know, like the future is female or any of that, right? DNA <laughs> is DNA, right? So yeah. when a when a woman, let's say a single woman of a certain age, She's like, 
I think I want to settle down. You know, I think I, well, there's a part of me that wants to have babies, right? This is all happening at a unconscious, like a subconscious level. And then it catches up with her with age. Why is that? Because really that's our biology reorienting us to that natural kind of like um, quality of what makes us female, of what makes us Mm -hmm. a woman. And Mm -hmm. if men had to be initiated like through human evolution for what they could provide, what they could produce, what they could do, women have had to evolve to how they can receive that how they can Mm. receive protection, how they can receive provision, how they can, um, you know, embody the archetypes and qualities of mother, gatherer, wife, which, you know, when we all lived in, in like tribal indigenous cultures were the facets that the women embodied, like the women the, that, there's a reason why the Amazon women were a myth, you know, the Amazonians, mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. because you can't have a society without men and women, like mm-hmm. co-creating <laughs> with one another, right? Yes. Women weren't, yes. it's not a weakness that women seek security. Mm-hmm. It's a survival mechanism of our DNA. And that mm-hmm. interplays with us, you know, when we are, a single woman in the in the workplace and you're surrounded by you know like men in the workplace you know that's very new like mm-hmm. the whole um the whole like um environment of a woman and um women and men being in the workplace together like doing similar jobs that's new compared to how humanity has evolved mm-hmm. through the millennia And so, of course, when you're around, like, your natural um, polarized entity, which is a man, you're going to feel, like, certain feelings and also Mm -hmm. tendencies to, wait a minute, like, why? So I see all these other women getting married and having babies. I never thought I wanted to get married and have babies because I grew up, you know, like... um, uh, being shaped to chase a career, to get educated, mm-hmm. to um, uh, kind of like establish myself, but but her biology catches up with her, right? And so you notice mm-hmm. that there's a um, there's like a bracket of women, let's say from the ages of like 29 to around 42, mm-hmm. they're in that they're in that um, kind of like yearning. I call it like a yearning state of wanting to settle down and have a family. Mm. And all of that is just, I invite women when they're in that age range, like just take notice of that. Isn't that interesting? Because that's actually all biological, right? Mm. It is all innate to us. And of course, not all women will want to get married. Not Mm. all women will want to settle down. Not all women will want a family. But most, Mm -hmm. most women who are core at the core feminine beings, Mm -hmm. they will look for that. And if they don't find the fulfillment of that in a marriage, they will somehow find it another way, in another Mm -hmm. like um, way to fulfill that security and provision 
that her DNA is seeking. So our, our DNA is, I like to call it like a heat-seeking device, seeking <laughs> what it needs, right? So if she doesn't find it in marriage, then she will find it in another masculine, like a masculine mm-hmm. container that secures her and makes her feel safe. That's why you see women, you know, they can remain unmarried, but they they stay in like um, careers because a career feels like a masculine entity surrounding mm-hmm. you, covering you, you know, like um, and providing you with a mm. a provision that isn't necessarily like the same kind of provision a married woman would have, if that makes mm. sense. Of course, mm-hmm. when you when you take like societal progress, let's I mean, if that's what some people call it, and <laughs> ideologies out of the picture, you still have a woman, right, who will have those natural, like innate, biological, anthropological, what, what we have seen as anthropological aspects of her human evolution. Mm-hmm. She will always seek to be secure and she will always seek to secure herself Mm. in some way yes oh martine you know on this notion of security just reflecting back in my early 20s i think you know how you were talking about men typically their nature is to go out and do the seeking and the paving and the hunting yeah women we we are we just embody this like being yeah and like you said what evolution decides in terms of which women can get the high value men is how well we can receive yeah um i noticed that you know my environment and i think for women our environment is so pivotal in creating that safety that can then ease us into our femininity yeah um and i think that's probably the first thing for a lot of women it's like do you have the most basic like if you look at maslow's hierarchy right of needs needs. yeah how you know how safe do you feel and is your environment supporting you to become you know more feminine um and also then deconditioning what we've been taught oh my goodness and you know something i wanted to ask you i think a lot of our parents like maybe they they were the first generation in the whole line of their family to get divorced or um, to start seeing, okay, women can be part of the workplace and, you know, things really changed. So I'm 26. um, So I feel like my parents and perhaps their parents, things really started to change. And a lot of what we got told, you know, is your career matters, like your education's really important, which, you know, it is. It is. Um, yeah. But it was sort of like put off getting married for as long as possible. This was the <laughs> <Yeah>. advice. <laughs> it wasn't and the advice given to me. <laughs> there you go. Or so my brothers. Like... like my brothers both got married at 26. Oh, wow. So what I'm interested in mm. is instead of, and you do this well, instead of like totally admonishing, because people, especially in this, you know, truth conservative community uh-huh. are very quick to say um like modern feminism is terrible and i agree that the third wave is yikes yikes but yes yikes to say the least but how do we 
like how do we draw the line or integrate what our parents learned, which was mm. some of their marriages were, you know, hostile. These women were genuinely very submissive and stuck, yeah. you know. So now we're trying to integrate it all and it's confusing. Yeah. Okay. So like yeah. there's a there's a purpose and a distortion and a truth to everything that has happened in human history. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, I am, I consider myself leaning conservative, leaning, mm-hmm. I'm not like a full, like on the right or anything. I'm mm-hmm. nuanced, right? I'm definitely, mm-hmm. I don't have liberal views. I don't have these woke progressive views either. <laughs> and that is because human, you know, humanity has been, very, very, um, how shall we say this? It's been very unconscious when Mm. certain ideologies or ideas are introduced into the human experiment, right? And Mm -hmm. it is a human experiment. Like our existence here is an experiment, not because there's somebody, you know, like controlling (laughs) some invisible puppet strings, but because just interacting with one another and all our ideas is an interesting observation of how humans mm-hmm. evolve with each other. Okay. So like there's truth and distortion in everything, including my own lineage. Like I'm a believer mm-hmm. in Christ. But when you think about like how human history has evolved, like how kingdoms were um, established, how um, certain countries and um lineages were secured a lot of it was in the name of god or in Mm -hmm. the name of christ and so naturally you'll have people that say my lineage is you know like that's dark that you know like they used like that lineage to um pillage and kill slaves yeah that's true Mm -hmm. that is very true same with feminism right oh you know feminism is evil like they, they, they use that to justify like abortions, Roe versus Wade, to um, um, for women to pay taxes, you know, so that men would, um, what do they say? Oh, like so that men would be paid less, and then fathers had to leave the the yeah. home, and women had to leave the home too. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, prior to the women's rights movements, women weren't emancipated; they couldn't own property, they couldn't have their own like bank accounts. There were also injustices that needed to be corrected. So what did I present there? I presented like a people who are Christians believe Mm -hmm. that their religion is the model of virtue, right? Mm -hmm. And it is. I place myself in the frame of a belief in Christ because it holds me. It's like it's a masculine frame that holds me to my beliefs in God. And for me, like I've explored all the religions. I've tried them all. Mm-hmm. I, 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 in fact, came back to this lineage after seeing it all. And I said, this mm-hmm. is the lineage that frames me, holds me to be a woman and the kind of wife and mother that I desire to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, people who adopt feminist beliefs, they may have that type of frame too, but they're not like in this third wave that in the intersectionality where it's Mm. no longer about women 
women having equality, but it's about everybody <laughs> like having equality, right? There's some yeah, women who are like, you know what? That's taken like, t- it's too far right now. Like, where are the, f- where's the femme in there? Mm-hmm. You know, it's all women's individual experiences and needing to have like, um, like a, a political label for that. So you have these, mm-hmm. the classical feminists, as I like to call them, actually they call themselves, um, who say, you know what? Like feminism has been hijacked. Like it's no longer the image or the um, ideals that it was back in the 1890s, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was, you know, like necessary for certain women to um, rise and have a voice and fight for what they believed at the time, again, at the time, because um, causes and um, um, ideas evolve over time. Like at the time, they believed that that's what they needed. Just like, just like um, Western Christians who wielded the banner of Christ believed that you had to kill anyone who didn't come to Christ. Right. So like, we, let's stop having these like morality, mm-hmm. virtue, because sign- conservatives do it too, in another way. Oh, they're just like the flip side. It's just the oftentimes. flip side. It's the side yeah. of the same coin, another side of the same coin. Right. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is why we need so- true sovereignty is looking at, and this is no claim to virtue either. Like mm-hmm. true sovereign femininity, which is what I teach women to, you know, like cultivate as a practice is looking at, okay, where is the truth here? So the truth is that there is truth and distortion in everything. There's Mm -hmm. good points and bad points in feminism, in the women's rights movement, in the belief system that I have, which is like a a, a Christian like worldview. There's distortion Mm -hmm. in all of that because guess what? We're all human. We're all human. We're all flawed. We will all make mistakes in this life because that Mm -hmm. is actually the only way we grow. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we need to be nuanced as well when, let's say, we're presenting a view. So if you notice in my content, I never say everyone should be a housewife or everyone Mm -hmm. should be like a homemaker. And I have my own reasons for um, why that is. But we can't say like, oh, you know, everybody should like um, quit and their jobs because it's making them masculine. And like, Mm -hmm. hold up a minute. She can't quit. Like, let's say she's a single mother. Okay. Let's say she doesn't have that option. She doesn't have Mm -hmm. the cover of a literal man. Well, mm-hmm. the masculine for her, and, and one of the ways that I teach the masculine is you're in a relationship with something masculine all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A single working mother is in a relationship with a masculine that is um, the job that is providing for her mm-hmm. because that job is allowing her to be penetrated with an income provided mm-hmm. for with a certain level of security, maybe not the best, but a certain level of security. And so she needs to have Mm -hmm. a wholesome relationship with that or she will resent her job. She Mm -hmm. will resent the money that comes in 
to allow her to provide a dignified living for her children at the time. Mm -hmm. It will also mm -hmm. dry her up so that potential suitors will look at her and like, um, okay, like she's not a very, very pleasant woman. <laughs> Maybe, yes. you know, like even if I think I like her, I don't want to like date her because she has mm -hmm. this kind of like this energetic around her, that distrust that doesn't feel like home to, to a man. And mm -hmm. so like we have to be more careful with how we judge where people are individually as women, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's no formula to like, oh, okay, here's femininity. Here's, you know, like how you do it. Like just apply it, like pour some water over it and voila, you know, you'll be a feminine yes. woman. No, no, no. People yeah, have not... to realize that womanhood is initiated. Mm -hmm. Womanhood, just like if men evolutionarily had to be initiated to be protectors and providers, they had to hunt, be willing to die for their people, be willing to defend women and children, then women have equally had to be the reciprocal of that. Mm -hmm. Which is if, yes. I'm, if I'm seeking a provider, can I welcome provision? And this is mm -hmm. where somebody like a highly, usually single moms are highly defensive right their mm. their energetic is one of i don't want to be like i don't want to be like unprotected i don't want to be left i don't want to be abandoned right and mm -hmm. so their radars will really be more attuned even more to survival because they have these little ones to care for mm -hmm. however mm -hmm. you know what will serve her is being able to receive like let's say let's say a man was attracted to her and wanted to pursue her she would have to deal with her own wounds against the masculine of mm -hmm. does he really want me or is he going to take advantage of me? Does yes. he, I can't, am I deserving of love? Am I worthy of like a second love or am I going to protect my heart because I don't want to be heartbroken again? All of mm -hmm. these things, all of these things are very nuanced and a lot of women don't talk about that being the path to femininity as well like the dismantling mm. of the shields that women put around their hearts so that they repel love, mm. the kind of love so that they actually true. crave, right? So like the conversations do have to welcome these realities mm -hmm. that femininity is not going to be this, you know, you're, you're a fresh 20-something, you haven't gone through like... Um, like life um, or any painful initiations of life. Like, okay, that's ideal, but it's mm -hmm. not reality right now. So where are mm -hmm. the spaces for women who need to be held through that healing with the masculine? Mm -hmm. Where mm -hmm. are they? Well, they're with women like me and a lot of women who offer these, you know, like these nuanced views of what it is to be a woman. Mm -hmm. And that there's no formula or magic pill to suddenly make you feminine, right? And that's what I, I encourage women to have is to, mm -hmm. so again, dialing back is to understand that femininity itself, just like feminism and, you know, the way of Christ, you know, that um, 
that Christians have co-opted for their own agendas, all of those had distortions and they also had good points to it. Mm -hmm. And we're in the exact same place right now. Like being a woman is both, I love being a woman and there's also parts of it that really suck sometimes. And that's mm -hmm. okay because we're yes. meant to experience that range of growth or else we mm -hmm. won't be cultivated in maturity. We won't be discerning. Mm -hmm. We will not learn and embody these initiations of what it is mm -hmm. to be a woman fully. Yes. So I hope women okay. can understand that. Yes. Oh, beautiful. My head, my, my brain was like, when you were talking, especially about, you know, how um, these raging woke people and then these, you know, conservatives are who are also raging the same in their own way. <laughs> Absolutely raging. And the, the, the thing about both of them is, and this is, this is something that I talk about a lot with clients and I, I do a lot is mm. the more mixed feelings, the more seemingly contradictory truths that you can handle, the more you will arrive at truth. And what yes. I mean by that, yeah, is, is not rejecting something on its face completely. Like, you know, people say to me, uh, similarly to you, Martine, I came back to, you know, my faith as a Christian. I really, it was really a conversion though, because I, I wasn't never really in it. Um, and people are like, you know, I fell out because I, you know, experienced this or I didn't like what was happening with priests or they, the Christians did this. And it's like, yes, yeah. you know what? I had to grapple with all of that. Me too. And yes. And I was still actually able to come back to it because I can handle reality. I can handle that perfection doesn't exist. I don't need to reject something entirely. And I think yes. the more mixed feelings you can handle, the more you understand the actual essence of things. So, mm. you know, I'm Catholic. And when I talk about the Catholic church, some, some people are like, ugh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you like really you heretic, stuff. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I get, you know, pagan, like witchcraft, all of it. Um, and there's this, uh, and it's like, you know what? When I talk about the Catholic Church, I know your brain is going to like some evil cardinal who did this and this. I'm talking about the essence. Yeah. I'm talking about the ideals, right? Yes. And and this is what we have to participate in. Yeah. That was the first thing I was thinking. And then the second thing was when, you know, when, when some conservatives are very quick, not all, but, you know, some are like women working, it's all a trick and this and that. It's like, do you know what? Let's look at reality. Some women's husbands die. Like you said, some women are single mothers. Yeah. Some women are in very abusive relationships. And they need to separate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all we're doing now is we're integrating every, like what you said, the truths and the distortions from everything that we've learned. Um, so I guess my advice for people listening would be if you've got this immediate ick reaction to hearing the word you know, um, femininity or feminism or Christ. Yeah. Start to build your capacity to handle mixed feelings. Just sit yes. with it and build your capacity. Mm, yeah. yeah. And right? you know what? That is a feminine, a truly feminine capacity. Because oh, if wow. we look at the, so I like to use the human anatomy as a teaching mm -hmm. point for women. 
And if we look at the female anatomy, like what makes us female? It's the womb, right? And the womb is a, it's a teaching tool for us with that lesson that you just provided, Kat. It's like mm -hmm. teach yourself and train yourself to sit with the discomfort of knowing that people have other ideas. Because mm -hmm. guess what? If you can't hold that, then you also can't have like the richness of like the human experience, human relating. So true. What will you so do true. if one of your children struggles with their beliefs? What will you mm -hmm. do if one of your husband, this is a huge one that I see with women because we were talking about neediness in the beginning and women somehow, you know, when they're in this unconscious damsel kind of like save me, like I need you type of feminine expression, um, mm -hmm. when their husband like diverts on like a different spiritual lineage, like another faith belief, such as has happened mm -hmm. to me. A lot of women will collapse. Oh my gosh, like the one who's supposed to lead me is no longer leading me. Mm -hmm. Nuh-uh. He's just having <laughs> a, you know, like men, men when they explore their beliefs. Um, and one of my mentors who is actually of a different faith, like he's Islam. He's like, mm -hmm. notice how the great teachers, even Christ himself, would go to the wilderness and be alone to commune mm -hmm. with God. That's every man's journey through his own beliefs. Like he's not going to take you with him. And you mm -hmm. have to also be led by your own like leadership that God provides for you. Your relationship with God mm -hmm. provides for you. And so like we have to understand that our femininity, like the quality and the felt nature of it doesn't rest on like, mm -hmm. What are man is struggling with, like in his beliefs? No, if he is a, so my husband and I, we don't necessarily have the same beliefs right now. And I say right now because mm -hmm. that can change, right? Yeah. But right now, like I believe in God, I believe in Christ. He doesn't think he does, right? And that's mm -hmm. okay because that has not, he does not absolve himself from like the Christ-like qualities that we founded our marriage on. Right. So we yeah. founded our marriage um, by being married in the church, in the Catholic mm -hmm. church specifically. Right. And so like we hold to the values that we vowed on our wedding day, you know, in sickness and in health for better or for worse, for richer, or for poorer, till death do us part. That's the vow of marriage. And I think mm -hmm. Jordan Peterson said that you need to declare those vows in public because you need to declare that this marriage is deeper than the both of you. Mm. And you vow it mm -hmm. to God. A lot of people choose not to believe in God, but they keep to those vows, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, what do you make of that? Well, you take that to God. That's, mm -hmm. where, that's where femininity and faith actually co-create with one another. Like you can't mm -hmm. actually be in your full feminine essence without faith. You yes. need faith to surrender because surrender means I'm going to let go of like what I think needs to happen. So beliefs are important. Beliefs mm -hmm. are important. But what's more important is your perception of life. 
And one mm -hmm. of the things that I teach women to do is to really extrapolate what is the difference between what you believe and what shaped that belief because it's different, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So typically women who like, let's say they grew, they grow up in a system of faith. And when I say system of faith, mm -hmm. I'm talking about like an organized religion, like Christianity, mm -hmm. right? So of course, Protestants might say, oh, we're not organized. And yes, you are. If, you, <laughs> if yes. you have like a system <laughs> of beliefs, a place of worship, a way to do it, right? That is a religion. That is still religion, okay? So let's mm -hmm. stop having that debate. Anyway, because <laughs> I get into these things, like sometimes they ask me a question and I'm like, why are we why are we fighting like about what we believe <laughs> oh it's your perception okay let's look at that yes so so yes. people let's say they believe in god and they mm -hmm. have a perception that they chose at one point in their life that god will send people to hell right mm -hmm. bad people the people who don't believe mm -hmm. in the right god and the right religion and the right like whatever like mm -hmm. if you if you screw up there then you're going to end up in this place called hell where there's mm -hmm. fire and like you will suffer forever, <laughs> like eternal conscious torment. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that frames your beliefs. So notice you can change a belief anytime you want. And you and I know this cause we coach mm -hmm. and we actually teach people to form new beliefs. But if we don't change the perception that they have of reality, those yes. beliefs will be and founded. Nothing changes. Yeah. It'll be temporary. They will still mm -hmm. feel like I'm an unworthy piece of crap because yeah. I'm dejected. I am depraved as like a human being, right? Mm -hmm. So that is what the foundation of all their beliefs will be. And so let's take the woman who thinks she's more spiritually mature, right? Mm -hmm. Because her perception of reality is one of, it may be one of, oh, like, spiritually mature means I know my doctrine, like, like the back okay. of my hand. Like if somebody yeah, okay. like puts me on a pulpit and they question me about like my doctrine, my dogma, um, I will pass with flying colors. Mm -hmm. So a man has to align with me like perfectly, like in that doctrine, <laughs> okay, in I that see. catechism, in that, you know, like whatever. And that is important. It is mm -hmm. important to know and fully own what you believe about God, about Christ, about um, the lineage that you've chosen to frame yourself within. Mm -hmm. That's why it must be a conscious decision. That's why, Kat, you and I came back to our faith after yes. leaving it for a while because we were like, I don't know like what I believe because my perception mm -hmm. of like God and like church and like religion is so distorted. So but distorted. Why do you come back? Yeah. Why did I come back? Mm -hmm. Like I told you, I came back because... This frame, this belief system, now that I have a clear view of my perception of life, I can consciously choose this, right? Yes. So a woman who is unconscious of her perceptions, she thinks mm -hmm. God is going to you know, reward those who are like more spiritually mature in their heads. A lot of Christians <laughs> are just in their head all the time. They're not in their bodies, right? Mm -hmm. So she will have a perception <clears throat> of a man, like let's say he, let's say he met her at a cafe and he's like, oh, where do you like hang out? Like, I'll meet you there. And she says, oh, I grew up in this church. And he like goes there. It's like, oh, so this is very important to her. 
this church, this, this life that she has here. So I'm going to go attend that church. But if she's like, oh, he's attending, but I've been going here for 10 years and he's been going for like, what, 10 days. I'm more spiritually mm. mature than him, yes, right? And even if I like yes. him, even if my mm. biology and my psychology and my DNA is saying, this is an attractive man, this is a man mm. who has good qualities, like he's pursuing me, but, you know, because I've been here longer and I've been reading my mm. Bible longer and I've been marinating in, my, in these uh, principles longer, I'm more spiritually mature than him. Yes, well, what okay. you've done is you've used beliefs, like beliefs mm. alone, as the barometer for a very basic building block of human society, which is marriage and monogamy, which mm. if you recall, before anything existed, was the only thing that God had males and females do, which was mm -hmm. to build lineages, extend their progeny. Mm -hmm. So that's pride on the part of that woman right yeah so like when a woman says oh you know like i'm more cultivated in my like christian in my bible and my christian beliefs and my christian doctrine and my christian 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 well okay like that deselects a lot of men who will go and try to build themselves up to be worthy of you because it's not enough mm -hmm. for you so mm -hmm. like that's how i frame perception and beliefs to women who only make that their obsession mm. in like mate selection. Which I'm now understanding, yeah, is very masculine. It is. It's like almost like a rule book. It's a rule book. Rather than paying attention yet to how she feels yeah. to receive. What does it feel like to receive from him? Yeah. Yeah. How am I when I'm receiving? You know, I did go through this phase, like as a new Catholic, I was like, can I only marry you know, a Catholic. And for a while I was like, he ha well, he has to be Catholic because, you know, the immaculate conception and yeah. this and the real mm -hmm. presence. And then I was like, it actually took being around a very masculine embodied man, just mm. a friend that I realized how I felt in that. And even though he wasn't Catholic and I'm not even sure he, you know, he's a into organized religion. I was like, I really like how I feel around you. And I we also have the same values, actually, yeah. believe it or not, right? Mm. Um, and, and so there was this openness and I was speaking to a girlfriend and I was like, you know, similarly to your situation, who's to say, okay, you marry a Catholic and he falls out of the faith and, you know, like he might become an atheist. You just don't know. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I lent into more about how I felt obviously still paying attention to values but it was less yeah less about this rigid rule book yeah and more about um a feeling and and being receptive to what might be um yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> and on through that exactly and we need to trust also that here's why I believe in the god that I believe in okay mm -hmm. so the god that I believe in which is the god that Christ is Right. When I was deconstructing this faith and I was mm -hmm. exploring, OK, why do I believe this? And of course, my own obsession with deconstructing had to stop at a certain point because that's when mm -hmm. I knew my faith was real. I'm like, OK, I don't have to study and dissect and yes. together things anymore because I fully believe. And it was this. So the Hebraic translation 
of the book of Genesis when it says God breathed life into man. There's actually no word for soul. No word for soul. The word that is closely, um, that is most close to the translation of the original text is God breathed consciousness into man. And what is a consciousness? A consciousness is not unlike a soul, which, you know, other religions say a soul has been encoded, like with its mm. um, like karma or its dharma or whatever, or it's like yeah. um, it has a path. Like it's, yes. and you have to live out that path, right? Mm. The God that <clears throat> Christ is and that Jesus, you know, like preached on when he was here. Mm-hmm. When he breathed consciousness into man, th- that lineage, which is the, the Hebraic lineage, you know, the, the Jewish lineage, um, their word, the, the, the meaning of that consciousness means that you let go. You let go of that creation. Like you breathe life into it and then you let go. Because I trust my creation enough. Like, even if they make certain choices in their lives, I trust. Like, much like a father, right? Mm. Who says, you know, like, I'm going to raise this kid, right? And then when the time comes that I have to let them go because they're an adult, I'm going to trust that even the mistakes they make is for them. Even what I think Mm -hmm. are not aligned with what I would do, I'm going to trust that and because I love them so much it's it's like that parable of like the prodigal son returning to the mm-hmm. father that's essentially like how i came to believe in in the god that i believe in now it's like whoa like i don't believe like this god has given us so much agency and sovereignty and that's love you know he he p- gives us life and then he lets go he says you mm-hmm. like you are free to explore this humanity. And even if you stop believing in me and that's your path, you know, like because you chose that and that had to be your journey, then that's how much I love you. And it was just, I had to like drop everything because it was just mind boggling to me that, wow, that's, <clears throat> that's the perfect kind of like description of, of faith. Like, that's mm-hmm. how much faith God has in his creation. And subsequently, that kind of like mirrors the faith that I now put in this God. Yes, right. Absolutely. And that's actually also a mirror of like the masculine and feminine in itself. The feminine mm-hmm. cannot surrender without faith. <clears throat> she cannot mm-hmm. give up the fight for her survival and for her security without believing that I can let go. I can't explain why entirely. I don't have the full picture entirely, but my faith tells me that I can let go, that I can trust that things will work out for me, that I can trust that provision will come in one way or the other because of faith. So femininity is really faith. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my you gosh. know that's oh that makes me want to cry <laughs> yeah. it does it makes so me cry beautiful. like every single day when I pray yeah yeah I think um I think that's what being returning to God has really taught me um there's been an element of having to let go of like you said the um 
this doesn't make sense and this doesn't make sense. There's actually mm. just this deep level of trust now where it's like I'm I my heart is so open to God. Yeah. And there came a point where I was like, I'm gonna let you like this is weird. I never thought I'd be one of those people, you know, going to mass every Sunday or like not thinking about, you know, taking birth control. Like, whoa, yeah. my perception of all those things was like, um, and then there's just been this openness and I've completely softened. And I know so many people yeah. listening, you know, it might be like, whoa, what? And it's like, I know, just bear with me here. <laughs> um, so I, I think really this question of what is a high value woman mm. is rooted in this ability to surrender. And I think the best way to do that is to cultivate this relationship with God as yeah. something that's at least beyond yourself and provides a frame for you, right? Yes. No one's asking you to, to come on board and believe that like you don't have to start with thinking Jesus walked on water and no, 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 rewind. It's just this idea that we can have this relationship with something higher that we can't fully explain, but we are receiving his love, right? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. And that's what... So high value, meaning mm -hmm. placing a high sense, like their worth, that, that person, that woman, that man, the person that is perceiving them sees, mm -hmm. them, of, sees them of high value and they see themselves as worthy. So mm -hmm. the, the journey of every woman, because our innate need is for security and survival, our core wound is worthiness. Mm -hmm. That's why we beat ourselves up so easily for not getting it yes. right. So wow. the, the journey of each woman, the initiation of each woman through surrender, through being receptive, being able to receive is a journey mm -hmm. of worthiness, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of women, they water down <clears throat> their worth by... Um, not so first of all a woman can water down her worth by mm -hmm. um denying her values let's say mm -hmm. she says oh i had these values but you know what men don't like those values and i want like to have a relationship more than i want to hold to my values mm -hmm. that's a yes. devaluing of herself yeah right mm -hmm. and so a woman requires like holding so that she can actually you know like be erect in those values <clears throat> mm -hmm. right and that comes mm -hmm. through growth personal growth self-reflection mm -hmm. and ownership of what you say you stand for and this mm -hmm. is why things like you mentioned getting off birth control and coming into like a system of faith all of mm -hmm. those are not just marks of like a person adopting a new religion, but a mark of a woman coming into like a cultivation yes. of that part of her womanhood. A woman mm -hmm. needs to have a system of belief to hold herself within. Otherwise, mm -hmm. she's just going to be in that girl consciousness of I can do whatever I want and I'm not responsible to mm -hmm. myself or to anybody, right? So yes. we, we're, we're a high value woman when we grow out of that perception of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And oh we realign God. our perception to what it means to be a woman, which mm -hmm. means I choose well, I select well. 
I don't just date every Tom, Dick, and Harry that finds me interesting, but I have like, <clears throat> I, I, I own like what I am worth and I embody it mm-hmm. through how I choose, how I navigate myself through life, how I, you know, carry myself in my, you know, modesty is a huge, a huge piece for women, yes. but like what that looks like. So it doesn't look like I'm actually fearing men, mm-hmm. but it comes from, I'm respecting myself and also respecting um, like men and their nature. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a cultivation. It's a refinement. Some women listen to this when I talk and they're so overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, like um, there's just so much to to learn there's such so much information to consume and i'm like hold up with the information maybe mm. you just need a space to unlearn what you think is the right strategy to win a man or is the right tips to apply and simply embody that worth and yes. simply yes. come home and really erect those values and those standards around yourself, like allow yourself Mm -hmm. to be held by a frame of the masculine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And faith, a faith system, is one of those effective frames to hold yourself Mm -hmm. within, right? Because it's very clear what you want. Mm -hmm. And a man Mm -hmm. who sees, you know, the, the masculine, the masculine quality of men respond to certainty in a woman. So when a woman says I'm dating for marriage Mm -hmm. and a man runs away and he's like, Oh my God, that freaked me out. Good for you, girl. Because that's you owning your body. That's Mm -hmm. you saying my body is not for free. One -hmm. of the ways I teach women, you know, courtship is, um, so they're like, what if they run away? Because, you know, they say like, on the third date, I want marriage. Like, because I tell them I want marriage and I'm like, let them run away because, you know, people are always in my Instagram demanding that mm-hmm. I respond and give them advice. And then they get angry when I say, oh, here's the link to book a consultation with me. Like, what the, like, how dare you? I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, how dare you? It's oh, like that with men who just want to string mm-hmm. you along for what they can you know, what, what they, the benefits that they can get from you that they previously had to earn and marry you for. Mm. So I tell women, like, it, it gets to be that clear for you. Your values mm-hmm. get to be that clear for you. But if you're struggling with them because, oh, they're going to reject me when I tell them that I'm not sleeping yeah. around and that I always sleep with my that's... husband, I'm like, that's being held by the masculine right there because values yeah yes and this this i want to illustrate how having this relationship with god has is helping me on this journey okay guys now when i have a value i used to have values i didn't Mm. know how to justify them okay and i was like i don't know why i think that's right i just do and as a seeker of truth i wanted to i wanted a frame yeah. But why is this actually true? So now with this belief in God, I actually it actually feels like I have a protective father figure who's like, I don't want that yes. for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like this man that's treating you. No, 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 no. I don't think I don't think my heavenly father's down with this. I know that this is not how I'm to be treated. And it's yeah, it's using this frame and it's such a beautiful feeling. So 
when you're thinking about, you know, what is a high value woman? Listen, it's not that it's not all about the superficial stuff. It's no. about coming home to yourself and yes. truly cultivating like your your consciousness. Because mm. I think what woke people get wrong and it's gone really haywire is simply simply being a woman, you are like destined you have that femininity in you you don't need to reach for it you just simply need to cultivate it you know you have a womb <laughs> you do Start there exactly yeah, yeah. cultivation mm-hmm. you know like um one of my mentors she describes it this way like what does it mean for for you to be like cultivated like as a woman um mm. and she says it's seeing the masculine so when, when I talk about masculine, again, it's like a collective masculine. It's God. It's your experiences with, with men, um, like mm-hmm. how you experience your father, how you experience a suitor, how you experience a husband, and then the masculine principle, like those values mm-hmm. and principles, right? She's like, he, no, he, the collective masculine is like the pot and the soil. Mm-hmm. She is the flower, right what does that mean she you as a feminine being to be highly valued right like that flower because nobody sees the soil nobody (laughs) minds the pot they actually forget that it's there but without that containment she won't be she won't be able to flourish she won't be able to have the nutrients Mm -hmm. that she needs and women need to understand that you need to be held by a kind of frame for you to flourish. Otherwise, we're just going to go with our instinctual behaviors, our animal behaviors, right? Which <laughs> we're, we see that right now, like when when um, when ideologies and you know science comes out that women are like polygamous in nature. Uh, yeah, they are. If they're not held to a frame, like, yeah, they are. Exactly. Right, especially when- with. 89% of women on birth control, yeah, because they're shut off from certain mm-hmm. hormonal responses and genetic conversations. Of course, mm-hmm. they will be sleeping around. But when she holds herself <laughs> to a frame and she says, my womb is not for sale, it's not for free either, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it can't just be occupied by any man unless he's a man that I'm deciding to co-create with a family, another life, a child, mm-hmm. then that's you being held to that like that pot and that soil, that that rich kind of a cultivation of your your values and your beliefs so mm-hmm. that you can so that you can uh, bloom and blossom and flourish mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and I find that to be such a beautiful concept like just an imagery because women often don't see themselves as that in fact I've mm-hmm. heard feminists vilify giving flowers it's like oh it's like a reference to like the female sexual organs I'm like yeah it is can you not see <laughs> that you are that be you are that beautiful like you are feminine energy is that desirable to the masculine that they will fight for it a true man will improve himself for it will build himself Mm -hmm. up for it will prove to a woman's father if you know that's in her culture that i this is what i've done 
is it is it enough for me to like claim your daughter in marriage mm-hmm. which is like what my husband had to do <clears throat> right so like oh. women we to be high valued is to see yourself held by the masculine on all levels mm. right very important to embody that teaching mm-hmm. yeah I know that some people are probably like, wait, what? I thought you were going to tell me, you know, always look pretty. This is how to talk. And it's simply. But that's an embodiment too. Because if we look pretty, but down below I'm doing this because, oh shit, I'm going to end up single and alone. So I better like Mm. change my outfits and change my makeup and change my tone of voice. But again, an intuitive, a man who is intuitive will be able to tell you yes. may attract a low value man with that because they're oh just looking gosh. superficially and they're just looking yes. to fulfill their own needs not yours right yes so i i tell women i don't you know that stuff that you will naturally want to embody the right yes. outfit and the right hairstyle and the you know the tone of voice that is most authentic to you but if you put it on Mm-hmm. then that's not femininity. That is actually coming mm-hmm. from your masculine because yes. you're wanting to prove, you're mm-hmm. wanting to perform, right? Mm-hmm. And that is so different from just being and opening up and flourishing. You yes. can't yes. manufacture flourish. No, you can't. You can't. You, can't. You, you know, in my early 20s, I was very much in my performative femininity and I actually realized it hit me like a ton of bricks everything that I was doing socially was like to get a man to get the yeah. it boy like yeah. that's the truth and it yeah. was like I'm going to this bar because I know these guys are there and I'm gonna look like this and everyone like you don't need me to tell you how the story ends I've attracted another performative person and together it's been a, yeah. it's a horrible storm <laughs> And that's what happens um, when we're in high school. Like um, we yeah. attract another. And, and again, this is part of our learning. Like this is part of our initiation into womanhood. It's like, okay, I, I can't be that way because I am no longer mm-hmm. a child. I'm looking actually for a mate, a lifelong yes. partner. In high school, mm-hmm. okay, you can get away with it because you're a child. Children's mm-hmm. instincts are very visceral and felt and they will fulfill them. Just like, you know, like, I want to play, I want this, and I want that. So you need Mm -hmm. to be cultivated in order for you to say, okay, like, wait a minute, stop. I'm not open just for any boy Hmm. to take from, right? I'm a woman, so I do have value. Now, Mm -hmm. she can't also project, like, this sense of, like, pride, and I'm better than you, and I'm, like, like um, queen of my life, right? Mm. That has to be conferred on her by mm. a man who is selecting as well. So mm-hmm. what, what's some of the covert like feminist um, programming looks like is like, <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm like a queen. I'm like the prize. I'm like all of these things. And I'm like, yeah, you are, but you're approaching it like from this distorted embodiment right mm. a woman mm-hmm. who is high value is humble her confidence is a quiet confidence 
mm-hmm. that is certain in what she believes and what she stands for. <clears throat> it's mm-hmm. not noisy. Yes. It's not like, no. look at me, look at my nails, look at my tight dress, look at my, you know, <laughs> like listen to my feminine voice. You see, it's very different, right? It's an embodiment. It's an embodiment. Mm -hmm. And a cultivated man, like a man who's looking for a long-term partner like a wife, will smell that. I talk about pheromones a lot too in my work, like natural polarity. Um, Mammals communicate that way, right? So I'm like, they can literally smell or detect if that's a put on. And, Mm. you know, they they can detect unconsciously. Like if that's a put on, you will attract the reciprocal of that, which is probably Mm -hmm. a man who's also just masculine at the surface, but insecure, like down below, like in the in the subconscious level, he's as insecure as you are. And women don't like Mm -hmm. to hear that, but we have to tell it like it is, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that they don't screw up this like femininity path of awakening right yes men in this generation their struggle is not being competent is to just settle Mm -hmm. because everything's everything's available to them like they can get porn for free they can get like games for free they they Mm -hmm. could if they had a choice lay on the couch and watch netflix all day that's what modern men are contending with and that's Mm -hmm. why i appreciate men like I think you had Ryan over Ryan and people like masculine revival and Jordan Peterson and, you know, like good men with solid values who are advocating Mm -hmm. for masculinity because that's the core wound of men right now. It's like the loss of masculinity. Right. And Mm -hmm. so women, we have to appreciate that men are also on a journey of their own self-worth. Right. Of their own, because society has purposely deadened them with Mm -hmm. all of the stuff that's made available to them now to kind Mm -hmm. of like um, to kind of like put like put to death that innate quality of them to be protectors and providers. And I'm scared because I have a 13 year old son. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, God, like, what are we going to do? Like, what what does this look like? How are we going to raise this boy? How, how, are my hus- how is my husband and I going to equip him to be a mm. man, but not a modern man in this screwed up like age that we're living in, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so we need to have faith for that. And we need mm-hmm. to understand like women who are selecting a man right now. If you're not finding him on like Tinder and on Hinge, right? Then change your environment, change the way that you're seeing abundance maybe you're seeing lack Mm. all the time and you're not Mm. seeing the abundance of men who are not modern men but they Mm -hmm. are going more back to traditional values and again you know you also need to be careful there because not all men with traditional values um are of high value either. Like there's a whole, Correct. like we're not going to get into the whole red pill. I think you got into that with Ryan, but like yes. look for the virtue pilled men, the men who have yes, had that. the, and, and by the way, ladies, a lot of these men have had the red pill past. They've had mm-hmm. the MGTOW past. They've had the mm-hmm. past where they slept with a lot of women and had a lot of girls before. Mm-hmm. But if you can't own that they're 
um, unlearning that journey and that they're cultivating their manhood in this new era, then that's on you. You don't want to marry yeah. a man who, who has no capacity to strive for something greater, yeah, right? Because then he won't make a good father. He won't make a good mm -hmm. husband because remember women. And again, I'm always going to recycle this like phrase. We need, we're built for security. Like that's mm -hmm. our nature. They're built mm -hmm. to provide security. And so the battle of every man is that it's like, mm. it's, it's a, a healthy man will be motivated by his need to protect and to provide. And if he's struggling mm -hmm. with his own demons, then that's, that that's really on him to yes. save himself from right mm -hmm. it's not on you now that uh, a lot of women are saying so you're like saying like i shouldn't confront my man when he has this addiction I'm like no definitely confront him definitely no. but hmm. come from what it's doing to you what it's yeah, doing it's to your you children fixing him it's not about yeah. you saying hey you know like fixing him yeah because mm -hmm. a man mm -hmm. cannot be a man can only fix himself just like you yes. can only take personal responsibility for yourself right mm -hmm. just like you yes. can't tell your teenager oh i'll take care of you until you're 49 years old right <laughs> so you need to let go of like that mothering energy and if he doesn't then natural consequences eventually will bring him down that's another thing Correct. i teach women i'm like um so you can either nag or you can leave him to natural consequences which is actually the battle of every man and woman. An example I use is, um, <clears throat> so some women, especially in the West, um, mm -hmm. they're like hung up on their man doing certain chores, which I get, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to run a household. But she's like, he's not taking out the trash. I'm like, well, let the trash stink. <laughs> exactly. Because if you agreed that that was his chore, then he has to smell the natural consequence of that. So it's the same with a vice. Like he's, mm. you know, he's uh, watching porn and he's not mm -hmm. having sex with you. That's a natural consequence, right? Mm -hmm. And if it reaches a point where it's already distorting the marriage, then that's when you get counseling. Yeah. And that's when you can address it like as two adult human beings. But you have to mm -hmm. stop saving him from what you think he needs to be saved from. And they're like, oh, isn't that negligence? Isn't that like, um, you know, kind of um, letting him, uh, letting him like go in that downward spiral? Yeah, that's his decision. He decided to watch that crap. Correct. He decided to. So you have to be surrendered enough and have faith enough that if even if he crashes and burns, he's enough of a man to do something about it. And mm -hmm. I tell that with women who like their husband drinks, their husband smokes, their husband does whatever, like uh, addicted to video games. It's the same thing. I'm like, do you love him enough? Did you marry him enough to let him crash and burn and figure himself out? Because if you save mm -hmm. him, you're becoming his mother. It's wow. very different for a man. And that even that brings him even more down into his depression or whatever it is he's going through. So marriage is hard. This is why mm -hmm. I tell women, do you really want marriage? Or do you just want to fool around with somebody? Yeah. Because that's what you're saying yes to when you get married. Your marriage is a risk. And that's why I like it when Mike Pantilli said, like, it's the most masculine thing you do is get married. Because you're <laughs> at a huge risk, especially now, if you're a man and you get married in this day and age, because there's so much to contend with in terms of vices, addictions, <clears throat> comforts. 
that you could have for free and not have to contend with a wife, right? Mm -hmm. But you're a man if you say, I can take a woman, I can have children, Mm. and I can face my demons, even if they put me in the shitter one day. I will be that man. I will rise from, like, he will be like a phoenix from the ashes. Of course, he never says Mm -hmm. this because men don't talk like that, right? But a real Mm -hmm. man will see that. He will arrest himself in his demons and contend with that, Mm -hmm. right? And so women, if you marry him, if you select a man and he has, you know, like, he has certain struggles, of course, in the process of your courtship, you have to know if he's contending with something as powerful as porn, right? Like he has to come clean with you on that because that is not a healthy addiction. But if he comes to you and he says, I'm, I'm, I have help for it. I'm getting Mm -hmm. over it. I'm in a 12 step process. I'm in a, I'm in an accountability program and I'm in therapy. Then you can decide, okay, does that make you feel safe? Because it doesn't mean you have to say yes to him, but okay. Like, okay, okay. He's taking personal responsibility I don't have to I don't have to accept his proposal I don't have to say yes to him I don't have to marry him but I'm just comforted in that okay he's one of those adult men taking responsibility for like the boy in him Mm -hmm. right so I hope women can understand that and that I'm not advocating that you should tolerate your husband when he is you know when he has a vice when he has an addiction but there's a proper way to navigate getting help so again review natural consequences meaning Mm -hmm. let him know that he is man enough to face the crash and burn of his decisions and number Mm -hmm. two um if you're dating a man and he has this problem or he has an addiction to something else then allow him to come face to face with you on it like be emotionally on the same page about it with him Mm -hmm. right and if you trust that the help he says he's getting is something that you feel secure in yes yeah yes i love that oh thank you montaigne because a good woman can inspire a man to change and say i'm done with this i'm done with this porn i'm done with this vice i'm done with this but there's a, there's, a, there's a journey that all men have to go through, and it's the natural consequences of their decisions. Yes, right? yes. And then I guess it's up to you to, the man you pick, it's how much do you trust how his How much do you trust, to, yeah. Yeah, to, mm. to re- really recover and pull himself up so yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Oh, I really hope that people extracted, well, I, I have no doubt that they extracted so much value from this. And Martine, where can people find you? I will have your Instagram in my show notes and your website as well. Um, So, yeah. And I guess I I just would want to leave the listeners with um, come home to yourself and and think about what is your frame? What's your, Mm. your, your masculine frame and what's your relationship with it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And you and I are ditto on that like coming home to yourself is Mm. being held again within that masculine frame the capital m of like god and of your principles and of your values so remember the Mm -hmm. analogy of that pot holding you yes right securing you grounding you in those values and virtues and vision Mm -hmm. and then so that you can be nourished by those things and and flourish and like, yeah. you know, like that's what 
gives you the courage to be a woman, mm. right? Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Martine. Thank you, Kat. All right, well, thank you so much. And maybe, you know, you'll come back on the show sometime I hope soon. so. <laughs>